0: this episode we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects menstrual cycle awareness and in particular we're going to talk about the vulnerabilities of each phase within our cycle we're going to explore some of the more shadowy traits and the things that we might find ourselves prone to during each phase of our cycle I think this is one that's going to create a lot of aha moments for some of you. So let's jump on in. Welcome beautiful soul to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all. Awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies. Honouring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins and I'm honoured to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. this episode, I'm going to explore some of the common vulnerabilities that I see arise within each phase of our cycle. So I talk a lot about menstrual cycle awareness and aligning with the energy of our cycle. And often a lot of that conversation focuses on the gifts, the, the energy that we can tap into and align with when we are living in sync with our natural cyclic rhythm. but something i don't talk about quite as often is the way that each phase also has what i would call vulnerabilities or ways that this energy can play out i don't like saying the word negatively but in a way that kind of pulls us out of alignment or out of our truth or out of our power these are ways that we might be more prone to aligning to the more shadow sides of, of each phase of our cycle. And what I find is these are often the way that we find ourselves experiencing our cycle and each phase within it, when we're disconnected and when we're not holding Awareness of our cyclicity, I suppose you would say. And funnily enough, well, you know, as I said, it's not something that I've I've shared quite as much about as I have the the powers of our inner phases. It's actually something that I work a lot with with my clients. In fact, so much of the work that I you know move through within my private coaching is really grounded in this because accessing the powers of our inner rhythm our inner cycle that is the the gifts of each phase within our cycle changes everything it changes how we show up in life it changes how we relate and feel about ourselves it changes how we approach and see our own path and our own healing it honestly connects to every single thing that we explore in my my one-on-one work but we cannot connect and embody these gifts without unraveling the ways that we've been living and aligning with the more shadow traits of each phase. Where we've been playing out and living out these energies from a, way, a place that's uh, disconnected and a place that's not particularly conscious, I suppose. So this is big work it involves a lot of inner awareness and rewiring and so right from the off I'm I'm just gonna say everything I'm sharing in this episode is not just fixed or you know changed purely from awareness alone usually these tendencies are rooted in much deeper conditioning and beliefs which will be different for everyone You know, I I can't give a quick fix as to how to approach these, these tendencies and these vulnerabilities specifically because it's entirely dependent on not just what you relate to, but why. Why is the story or this belief playing out in the background, right? And so if you're listening through this episode and you're really seeing yourself in some of the things that I'm sharing, There is an invitation to go deeper here. If you really want to untangle from these ways and reweave a more nourishing, more empowered that is being in power, right? Empowered, your power. You might like to feel into the Wild Heart Journey, which is my three-month mentorship where we work one-on-one together and we are unraveling and reweaving your inner and outer world in a way that's much more rooted and aligned with cyclical living and with your feminine embodiment. So reach out. You can learn a little bit more about that in the show notes. And if you're feeling called to work with me and to walk this path with me, I really invite you to book a free call. There's absolutely no fuss. There's no weirdness. There's no obligation. It's just a chance for you to ask questions and for me to ask questions too, to see what might best serve you depending on where you're at. So yeah, you can check out all of that in the show notes. This is the work that makes my soul tingle. I love working one-on-one with beautiful souls such as yourself because I get to see the shifts, the alchemy, the settling, and the deeper knowing that arises when someone steps into this kind of container. Okay, (laughs) back to the episode. I'm going to keep this nice and simple. Let's move through each phase together and explore some of the vulnerabilities that are attached or associated to each phase. And I want you to be really mindful here. There is no judgment here. I'm not even labeling any of these energies or tendencies as bad or wrong. They are simply signs or signals that we... And our energy isn't quite aligned or we're disconnected in some way, that something is throwing us off kilter. So when we can recognize where and when we're aligning with a certain vulnerability rather than a gift within each phase, we can see it as a signpost directing us right where we need to pause and to drop in and to reassess. How we're showing up and why. These aren't opportunities to beat ourselves up, but to realign. Okay? Alrighty, let's dive in and let's begin with our inner spring. So, the beautiful energy of our inner spring, our follicular phase, is one of emergence. It's one of energy returning, new life, new energy, fresh inspiration and you know at at its best this is a time when we're feeling inspiration hits we're feeling intuitive tugs and a desire to take action and to begin to direct our energy out into the world so this is when our creative force starts to stir and want to uh, essentially be directed in ways that allows it to take form and to manifest and i suppose be cultivated in our lives some of the vulnerabilities that we might experience during our inner spring, though, is feelings of overwhelm and anxiety. So often we can feel overwhelmed. Just by the 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 fact that there's too many thoughts or too many ideas, there's no you know clear clarity or formation to all of the thoughts that are whizzing around in our head as our energy begins to rise. We might have all of these desires um, and no ability or capacity to refine and direct our energy to to ensure that they actually can come to fruition so there's often a sense of ungroundedness or you know a lack of control during this time which leads to overwhelm and again because there's a rise in energy and our heads our minds start to kind of kick back into gear after the quiet of our inner winter which is our menstrual phase things start to kick back into gear we're starting to be able to think more and the thoughts are coming (laughs) but as i said it's not necessarily grounded or directed particularly clearly and when this happens rather than kind of being able to to act from a place where we can you know ground them and act upon them we instead hit a wall and we feel overwhelmed there's just too much going on there's too many things too many thoughts and it becomes a bit of a whirlwind in our minds so overwhelm and anxiety are things that can often come up within our our inner spring as our energy is returning i also just want to touch with anxiety this can also be associated with matters of your hormones and things like that so there's more to it than just the the energetics here um and i'll certainly do my best to to weave that in and, and touch on that throughout this this conversation but that's that's not actually what this conversation is about but if you do find that you suffer from anxiety in particular around your inner spring or your follicular phase that might be something to, to you know to chat about with a naturopath or someone like that who can also support you from that side of things as well. In a similar vein to the overwhelm, another vulnerability within our inner spring is to feel scattered and i find this this word comes up a lot during our inner spring again this is kind of similar to the overwhelm where we have lots of thoughts and ideas but in this case often what happens is we have all of these thoughts and all of this inspiration and we try to act on all of them and it actually leaves us in this really ungrounded energy often very susceptible to burnout and because we are directing our energy into so many different avenues and paths we just aren't really able to do justice to any of them so this might be looking like you know your, your energy's returned or it's rising and you're feeling inspired to get going to start that new exercise regime and to to start going to yoga classes and to to go catch up with with friends that week and also to start work on (laughs) some idea that's really excited you in your work. And you're like, yes, 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 yes. It's It's all there. All the inspiration's there. And you're investing so much high energy into all of them but not really actually grounding fully into any of them. And it leaves this sense of scatteredness. Your energy is scattered about. So this is definitely something that can come up and out in a spring because it is a time of inspirational hits and higher rising energy. So something to be mindful of in that as well. And finally, within our inner spring, one of the vulnerabilities which really comes up in a lot of areas is the matter of low self-esteem. So everything that I've been describing so far, I'm sure you're getting the vibe. (laughs) Our inner spring is a time where Ideas are landing and it's the opportunity to kind of act upon them and to call those ideas into fruition, into our physical world, into into form, right? In whatever way that might look like in our lives. And to do that, we have to we have to act. And what often happens within our inner spring is the, the matter of our self-esteem and self-worth comes up. And one of the vulnerabilities we can experience during this phase is a fear we're afraid to take action. It's like you have the thoughts and you want to take action, but you keep cutting yourself off. You keep letting the moment or the momentum pass. And when we do that, that spark of inspiration will die. You know, it'll, it'll peter out if we don't act upon it and fan it into a flame. So I often find this comes in kind of two forms. For some people, it's it's that we, we can know what those inner desires and those inner, you know, those inspirational hits look like. We can recognize, you know, oh, that would be a nice thing to do. And then we just don't do it. We don't act upon it. And so, again, that the spark dies and we kind of move on. And for some people, they might experience a complete block from their inspiration and therefore the motivation to act. And this in particular is probably like the, the next level, <laughs> the next level down where essentially you're disconnected from your intuition and from you know, the intuitive hits of inspiration. You're not fully in the practice of recognizing your yeses, the things that light up and, and ping that are directing your way they often get smothered before you even really recognize them as the the inner guidance that they are and you're denying yourself you're in the habit of denying yourself the ability to want anything and to acknowledge your desires so this is kind of a a second layer down here within within the matter i would say of of the self esteem and self worth but yeah, sometimes it comes through as so we can recognize a desire and we don't act. And other times it's it's that we're we're so very disconnected from even being able to recognize and acknowledge a desire that we don't even recognize or witness it when it does kind of arise. So these are some of the, the shadows or the vulnerabilities that can come up within our inner spring phase. Certainly not an exhaustive list, but... There's something for you to feel into at this time. And overall, the, the, the theme, I suppose, is how are you working with the, the energy of inspiration? How are you relating to that? Are you feeling overwhelmed by it or are you feeling entirely disconnected by it? moving on to our inner summer which is our phase of ovulation within our menstrual cycle so this phase brings the beautiful energy of abundance it is full and fertile energy it is the deep energy of receiving and giving the interplay between the two this energy is the ripe fruits of summer so during our spring we have the energy of of growth essentially we have the energy stirring for seeds to grow and to to take root and to form and in summer we bear fruit so this energy is full it's rich it's ripe in this energy we are magnetic we are feeling so abundant so full we're often more social at this time but be aware of how you're understanding and how you're connecting to that to that energy because really the gift of our inner summer when we're looking at it from a a sociable (laughs) a social perspective is that we're so full we have so much energy to give that it just has to spill forth and spill out and so we want our energy to to disperse and to to move outward into the world. So it's easy for us to socialize. It's easy for us to to make connection and and contact and be social, right, with other people. There's a desire there because the energy itself wants to move outwardly. We are also, during this phase, fertile. (laughs) And so there is the energy of fertility, of the mother, of just feminine creation during this phase and yet (laughs) there are some vulnerabilities that we can experience and be prone to experiencing if we're not really living and acting in awareness during this phase one of the biggest ones that we often see is burnout we can feel drained during this phase which is is not is not the energy we want during our inner summer but what can happen is it helps to kind of think of this this energy in relation to other cycles that we see within nature our ovulation phase fits obviously with our inner summer but with summer within the earth and with the full moon so this energy is a time of peak of maximum energy we reach our full potential here our full energy and with that rise and fullness in energy there's often a tendency to overuse this energy. So we know we get this boost, we know that we're feeling fine, we're feeling up to it, where we didn't necessarily feel up to it two weeks ago when we were bleeding. But now this energy's returned, we're like, yes, I've got this energy back, I'm back on track. And then, we end up overusing and utilizing that energy or you find yourself expending your energy in things that don't align or don't really light you up and so they aren't regenerative for your energy now that <laughs> that's a whole other conversation um, you know just about regenerative energy but like when you're tapped into your passion your feminine creative flame which is on fire during our inner summer Your energy is regenerative. That is the feminine energy as a whole. It feeds itself. It replenishes itself. This is what happens when we are, you know, we hit flow, when time can just disappear. We can stay up to, you know, all night working on something when we are doing something that's in alignment for us because that energy is fueling itself. It's feeding its own flame. But when we are committing our energy to things that do not, line that are not resonant for us in our energy we're not getting anything back we're just giving it away and that energy effectively is being drained from us rather than being able to regenerate itself so if you are someone who experiences their inner summer and you're like I don't know what i'm doing wrong because i'm seeing everyone talking about how in a summer you're feeling high vibe and full of you know creativity and ready to go and i just feel flat i do not feel that inspiration at all i invite you to look at how you're spending your energy how you are investing and directing your energy and are they towards things that are regenerative or are they depletive Another vulnerability that can come up within our inner summer is quite similar to in the spring, is this energy or sense of ungroundedness. Because again, when your energy isn't being directed in an aligned way, so you have all this energy, right? <laughs> your full peak energy, and it's being sent out in multiple directions without anything that's actually anchored or, you know, anchoring you or that feels authentic to you or true to you. There's no strong root for you to tap into. You don't necessarily feel empowered or powerful in your energy. You end up feeling like, you know those, <laughs> you know those noodle men at car yards. You know the ones that are like they like blow up noodles, <laughs> and they blow about and the little arms wail about. It's like you have this energy, but it's just all over the place. And you're not grounded and you know, containing and directing the flow of that energy. And so there's no true magnetism while well, the energy is kind of just spiraling about, right? So there's this vulnerability here of being ungrounded in the way that we are expending and embodying this energy at this time. Now I want to dive into two particular vulnerabilities here with our inner summer which i've kind of touched on but they deserve their own discussion the first is over commitment we're quite prone during this time to over commit ourselves again you feel lots of energy you likely feel more sociable and more agreeable you just you do feel more agreeable during your inner summer and so you say yes more and right now in the you know in the moment when you say yes you probably really mean it as well But we do have this tendency during our inner summer to overextend ourselves when it comes to our our schedule and our commitments and our energy. And just because you have a boost in energy now doesn't mean that you have the energy or the time or the resources to do everything so this also tends to come back to bite us <laughs> when we kind of move through the the, the next few weeks in our cycle because we're often saying yes to plans in our inner summer that are for, you know, a week or two in advance. And again, at the time when we're saying yes, we mean it. But then when the time rolls around and we find ourselves say, in our inner autumn, our energy is entirely different. So just being mindful of this is being aware of what you're saying yes to. Anytime, particularly in your inner summer, when you are about to say yes to something, just pause. It doesn't mean that you have to say no. It doesn't mean it's wrong to say yes. But just tune in. Think a little bit. (laughs) Like, how am I going to be feeling on the day. Where will I be out in my cycle? Where might my energy be? And is this an absolute true yes? Or am I just saying yes because in this moment I'm like, sure, okay. (laughs) Because when it comes to it, anything that's not truly aligned is going to probably be more depletive than anything else. The other thing I want to touch on here in our inner summer is this vulnerability and tendency to over give so we have so much energy to give at this phase and so we do (laughs) like the capacity to give and to tend and to serve those around us is one of the the most beautiful gifts of our inner summer but it does come with some caveats it requires some awareness really inner summer is the archetype of the mother so yes, there is the capacity and often the, the want, the desire to be able to give and to, to share our love and tend to those around us. Yes, but what are you giving? Who to and where is it coming from? This is a phase that's really important to understand your source of energy, your source of power within yourself and how you are committing it and spending it. Our true power to give and to tend to those that we care about comes from when we ourselves are deeply resourced and deeply nourished. When our cup overfloweth, we have, you know, copious amounts of energy to spare. And we give to others freely because we're so full and we're so flowing with this energy that it feels good to let it out, you know, to let it flow forth. When we're not fully nourished and resourced, and our cup is not full, we are giving from a place of finite resources, time, energy, what have you, anything, right? And when we give from this place, it comes with a cost. We give to others in spite of ourselves, in spite of our own needs. That is not what giving means. We do not have to give in spite of ourselves at all. That is not what it has to look like. And this is a really common vulnerability within our inner summer, to over or to give from a place that's not fully resourced or anchored in your power or your own needs. This is why something that I share a lot, particularly with my clients, is that one of the gifts that's quite kind of overlooked by our inner summer, and it can be a little bit um, not confusing, but it can seem a bit contradictory to the way that we describe inner summer energy because inner summer, as, I, as I've already said in this episode, is very much about the energy flowing outward into the world, right? Our energy wants to move outwardly, and so there's a, um, almost a masculine energy about it. It's projecting outward. It's, you know, it's, it's moving outwardly. And yet one of the most important gifts and powers of our inner summer is to be able to receive, to fully receive and then therefore give back, to be so deeply replenished, to be so deeply abundant that we cannot help but give back right so this is this is the difference this is the the awareness that we need to be, to bring during this phase is being able to witness our want and our tendency to overgive overprovide overcommit to to everyone around us when we haven't yet met our own needs when we're not fully and deeply replenished in ourselves so there's there's some energy of inner summer to to really feel into And definitely these are some of the more common vulnerabilities that I witness, uh, you know, we're we're often prone to during this phase. Moving on to our inner autumn, which is our luteal phase or premenstrual phase. And this is the most beautiful, delicious phase. It's one that so many people experience with negative associations and it's certainly one that has a very negative you know, story within our collective culture. But our inner autumn holds so much wisdom and so much potential and growth within it. And this is the time where the energy begins to switch. So our inner spring and our inner summer is a time where our energy is growing and rising and beginning to, to move forward out into the world. And shifting into our inner autumn marks the time when our energy begins to swing back and we begin to call it back into ourselves so our focus begins to turn toward ourselves our inner autumn is a powerful time of beginning to slow down beginning to recall our energy beginning to feel and process any emotions that may be present and so much more (laughs) it's a huge huge Um, Topic: our inner autumn, I absolutely love this phase. And I do have other episodes where I talk a little bit more in depth about it as well. But it's certainly one of the phases that, as I said, so many people kind of struggle with the most. And it's definitely a phase that, to, to really experience its medicine, you must hold awareness. You have to be approaching and embodying this energy from a deeply conscious space (laughs) otherwise you will feel overwhelmed you will feel kind of overridden by it I suppose which is what happens for so many of us so some of the common vulnerabilities that I see during this phase is a tendency to be very self-critical so during our inner autumn we're more prone to comparing ourselves to others we're prone to self-judgment and anxiety just about What you don't have and others do, basically, I find inner autumn is a great time to step away from social media. I have found myself in absolute like comparisonitis spirals during my inner autumn, where I'm just like looking at, you know, other other people, other women, and it's not that I'm like judging them; it's that I am like judging myself and wanting what they have. And yeah, I learned my lesson very clearly on that. It's like, okay, the moment I start finding myself like obsessing over someone else, (laughs) it's time to just put my phone away, to delete the Instagram app and to step back. But it may not be, you know, just in social media. This is a time when we we are um, definitely more prone to having that inner critic rearing her, you know, spiteful little head and making us feel really small. And certainly stirring up a lot of anxiety around what we're not achieving, what we're not getting done, what we're, you know, how we're failing, basically. And this isn't a healthy place to be. It's not a productive or, you know, useful energy at all. But it is something that we can be quite prone to during this phase. So just something to be aware of. Another vulnerability that I witness a lot and I experience myself, absolutely, is exhaustion during this phase so as our energy drops naturally that that's just it happens it's perfectly normal for your energy to begin to wane during your inner autumn during your luteal phase that's just you know that's your physiology but what can happen is as your energy drops if you push on the more you resist that drop the more you resist the the shift in your energy drawing inwards and you're like "Uh-uh." we are pushing forward we're pushing ahead right the more you do so the more drained you feel because you are fighting your own energy you are fighting the direction that your energy is is flowing naturally so picture it almost like you're walking trying to walk through this gale force wind it takes so much more energy and effort to push and fight your way through than if you were to turn around and just walk with the wind, right? So something to be mindful of is to give yourself permission. You are allowed, your energy is allowed to be able to slow, to wane. And if we were to allow ourselves to make some allowances for that, we may experience a change in how we, we relate to this energy and the way that we, we feel. Another vulnerability which comes up within our inner autumn is a tendency to react within our emotions rather than holding awareness with our emotions. And I've actually, I've spoken to this more in depth in another episode, so I'm gonna link that below. Um, It's a whole conversation around, I suppose, uh, how we understand and navigate our emotions and I suppose having a shorter fuse during our inner autumn and bringing awareness to that um, with other people and and why that even happens in the first place. So I'm going to link that below um, because that's a whole conversation in itself. But what I want to say here is one of the vulnerabilities we experience often within our inner autumn is we are more prone to be reactive when we experience an emotion rather than, Self inquiring, I suppose. This tendency, I suppose, to project our emotion out without actually inquiring and sitting with what the emotion is in the first place. So, when I say that, what I mean is understanding why we're feeling something, where it's come from, rather than just before we've even thought, I'm feeling angry, the words are already out of our mouths and directed and bam, hit the person that we love in the face, right? and it often comes out harsher or stronger than we intend. There's so much more to this conversation because I genuinely think there is medicine in the way that we are able to speak our truth without the fluff during our inner autumn. But again, I talk about that in this other episode, so I'm going to link that below. But I do want to include that here. So just a little recap for our inner autumn some of the vulnerabilities that we are more prone to experiencing during this time is self-criticism, self-judgment and comparison, is the tendency to feel even more exhausted because we're fighting against the energy itself and this, this tendency to be more reactive within our emotions without truly gaining insight from the emotion itself. Okay, and finally we have our inner winter. And this beautiful phase aligns with our menstruation. This is our bleeding time. This is a time and an experience that so many of us have a really, uh, I'm going to say problematic relationship. (laughs) Mixed feelings on this one. Because for so many people, I know that it can be really hard and really triggering even to hear someone you know, say that, you know, our our menstruation is magic and sacred because that's not necessarily the experience that so many of us are, are having and that we've grown up with. But let me just highlight here the beauty of our inner winter, the magic that's available to us at this time. So this is our time of rest, of stillness. This is the energy of winter. And what's important to understand as we see outside you know when when nature and the earth is in her her winter dormancy is that while all of the life and color from spring and summer may have died away we may not see the same vibrancy on the surface it does not mean that life does not exist it does not mean that there are not things gestating and and existing and living thriving beneath the soil Our inner winter is a time of replenishment. It is the rest that is required in order to begin again. It is also the death that gives way for the new, the rebirth. We have a powerful opportunity to release and to renew during our inner winter and our bleed time. And to do this, we need stillness and we require the opportunity to retreat to step back from the hustle and bustle and the noise of of daily life, to be able to receive and to attune to what is available to us within. So when I say this, I mean our own inner guidance and also to, to be replenished and guided by energies beyond what we might say is our physical realm. And I'll leave it at that. You can feel into that however that resonates for you. But some of the vulnerabilities that we might experience during this time is that we are emotional. And a clarification here, <laughs> being emotional is not a bad thing at all. And this is going to sort of tie in again to the conversation I was just having within our inner autumn Being emotional is not a bad thing, but it also comes down to how aware we are and how connected we are to what's present when we're feeling emotional. Why are we feeling emotional? And often, particularly within our our menstrual phase, often the story is that we are over emotional, you know, that we can cry at the drop of a hat or that we lash out for no reason. And the story we hold and the story that, you know, so many around us hold is that we just can't help it. We don't really have conscious control over it or or, or work with it, right? So we often simultaneously blame our periods for making us emotional, like aka we detach or we dissociate from the emotion itself that actually came up. We disconnect by convincing ourselves and others that we didn't really feel that emotion. It's just the period talking. (laughs) So we take away our own you know, validity within feeling this emotion. That's on one hand. And then on the other hand, we also beat ourselves up and we feel ashamed or embarrassed for being too emotional, for, you know, for crying in that movie or that ad or for, for you know, getting upset by something that our partner said that, you know, two weeks ago in our, when we were ovulating, it probably would have been water off a duck's back. But at this time when we're feeling more sensitive, we're reacting more emotionally. So the vulnerability that I see come up here is not the fact that we become more emotional and sensitive, but it's how we relate to our emotionality at this time. The way that we judge our emotionality at this time. Again, whether it's that we're dissociating from it and we're kind of putting that over there when we're saying, that's just because I've got my period. And really starting to see how we relate to our emotions, it stirs up really important questions, you know, around like, are you giving space to feel and process your emotions? Are you pausing to inquire and to inspect what it is that you're feeling and why? What are the roots for this feeling? Where do they lie? And, you know, are we actually allowing ourselves to feel and to express what we're feeling without judgment or without blame or without trying to place a story upon the feeling itself so again i just want to clarify that the vulnerability is not the fact that you are emotional but it is around how you relate to being emotional and this is really highlighted during our inner winter phase another vulnerability i see big time during this phase is a disconnect or a blaming of your body and not actually listening to your body for the wisdom and the messages that it's communicating to you not you know not tuning into the language of your body and this conversation has much deeper roots it you know it requires a much bigger conversation about our our connection and our ability to trust and value ourselves value and trust our bodies and our inner needs um, but really, receiving your intuitive guidance is one thing, right? Hearing the message from your body is one thing. Actually honoring and acting in alignment to that is something else. And that's a big leap. That's one that often requires change and a lot of repatterning and all sorts of yummy and hard work. You know, this isn't necessarily easy work. But that's another conversation for another time as well. But the, the point here is when we are in our in a winter, our body is actually sending us many messages. It is speaking very clearly during this phase. Even in the sense that there is a slowing down, there is fatigue, perhaps there's nausea, or maybe you know, we may start slipping into some particularly negative. Sensations. For example, maybe you get headaches or um, pain, which I'm going to get to in a second. But whatever it is that you're experiencing within your body, one of the vulnerabilities that we experience is actually either, you know, just ign- flat out ignoring and discounting what it is that we're experiencing physically or blaming our body for doing this to us you know even as i said if it's just why am i so tired come on body like get it together and trying to push ourselves and force ourselves through it and thinking that our body's responsible for making life hard for us when really the opportunity is to receive deeply at this time and to really listen and attune to our bodies even further and i did as i said i want to just touch on this this I'm going to call it a vulnerability as well, around pain, around experiencing pain during our inner winter. So first off, just, you know, see everything above. <laughs> everything that I just spoke about applies here. But pain during menstruation is something that a lot of people experience. I know I have – this is part of my story as well, my journey – and maybe you're listening now, and you experience painful periods. And while I'm not going to, you know, dive deep into the the many facets and layers to it today, I think it's still an important thing to acknowledge. Pain is a common vulnerability within our inner winter, but it's certainly not normal, quote unquote. And I don't say this to single anyone out or to perpetuate any kind of story that may be there. That you know around. You know, that something's wrong with you or that you're somehow broken. You know, if you're listening to this and if you do experience significant pain, I am sending you so much love and softness right in this moment. I'm just sending and beaming it out to you. But again, while there's, there's all sorts of reasons and, and things that might be instigating pain, and that might be from nutrition to hormones to scar tissue to unprocessed emotions or tension, and you know there's so many facets to this. But what I really want to say is that pain is not good or bad. It is simply a message. Pain is your body communicating to you that, that something isn't quite right here. Your body is incredible. It's so smart and so wise. And your body, by its very nature, seeks balance. It wants to heal and to return to its full vitality. That's just a fact. That's how the body is wired. So when we experience any kind of sensation that doesn't quite feel right, that is how our body is communicating to us about what needs attention and where perhaps to focus that attention. So I just wanted to pin this here in relation to you know the, the disconnect and all the blaming that we may experience during our inner winter toward our body and the, the sensations that we we have within our bodies at this time. I want to put a pin in our relationship to pain which can be very much highlighted during our inner winter as well. And the final vulnerability that I want to share within our inner winter is around this inner judgment that we may hold for ourselves, this frustration that we can't keep it up, that we can't maintain the energy that we had two weeks ago when we were in our inner summer and flying high on <laughs> ovulation vibes, right? Right? And this comes down to our relationship to cyclicity, to cyclical energy and the way in which our entire culture values linearity. So this particular vulnerability is really associated with our, an inner belief that we need to be able to stay the same, that we must, you know, hold the same momentum that we must be the same and steady always that we're not allowed to to differ to falter to drop below the (laughs) the dotted line and yeah essentially we must conform with linearity and that's simply not how we work by nature if your energy is waning That is because your energy is meant to wane. That is because you are meant to move into a time and a a period of restfulness and of replenishment, of less giving and more receiving and recalling. And this is a particular story and area of tension, I would say, within a lot of people's experience during their inner winter and during their, their bleeding time is the stories we hold around i need to still be able to to keep this up i need to still be able to do life right which is true it's absolutely true but the way that we approach it and the level the amount that we we think and we tell ourselves and that we allow others to dictate to us how much we carry and how much we produce and maintain during this phase of our cycle can make it really hard for us to to truly honor our own needs and our own inner rhythm. And so just witnessing this, witnessing where you're really kind of aligning with that story of I've got to maintain this momentum, this this level of energy output. I can't drop below this. It's really, really important. But how we approach that, how we begin to unravel that, I suppose is really... as with everything, it's dependent on what stories are woven within that particular belief for you. But I do have another episode that might be helpful for you that's around how to honor your bleed time when you have work and when you have other commitments as well. And a lot of it is around the way that we perceive and the way we approach it Um as opposed to completely changing everything about our lives <laughs> so i'm gonna drop that link in the the show notes as well because i think that might be a really helpful um, resource for you to dive into if this is something that you struggle with too there is there's so much more than i could say to each of these phases really like this is certainly not an exhaustive list in terms of yeah the the vulnerabilities or possibly you may say the shadows um that may come up and reveal themselves within each phase but i am going to leave it here i'd really love to know how this resonates like what comes up for you where do you feel yourself kind of aligning most in what we we just explored where do you find these particular vulnerabilities are most potent and most prevalent for you reach out to me. I would love to hear. You can shoot me a DM on, on Instagram and be sure to share this episode. Honestly, that helps this show so much. Um, so, you know, you can take a screenshot and tag me or you can send the link to anyone, anyone who is in a bleeding body, anyone you think could benefit from connecting in and deepening their awareness to their own inner rhythm and their cyclic nature. And remember, if you're listening to this and you're really feeling the call to to really dive deeper, to unravel how this relates to you in your life, in your circumstances, we can do that. You might begin just by booking a one-off, you know, 90-minute session with me if that's your vibe and we can, you know, begin to kind of pick out the threads a little bit and look at what's, what's present. But I find this, this is really a process of unraveling, which it takes time. You know, it's little bit by little bit. Sometimes it's big realizations. Sometimes it's subtle. And more than anything, it takes time for the integration, for the shifts in awareness to come through and then be reflected in our actions and our choices. And this is the magic. This is the alchemy because it's that. It's that integration that determines the life that we're cultivating, Right? And so that's the magic of the wild heart journey where we spend time together. We aren't just diving in and out, we're immersing in it for three months and really allowing the wisdom of the feminine and cyclical living to take root in your life. And again, you can check out the show notes for all that, but yeah okay my loves i truly hope this episode has been helpful insightful that it landed some aha moments for you some you know moments of realization or clarity for you where you can see and witness oh i can see how i'm aligning there and i can see where that may be pulling me out of alignment or you know into disconnect and that's your signpost my love, you know, that's the opportunity then to go, I can see, I can witness where I'm aligning to this particular energy and therefore where I have the opportunity to change the story, where I have the opportunity to step into something different and that is magic in itself. So I, I hope that you you found a moment in there and that this episode can be just one little thread that you can weave into your own journey of weaving the wild back into your life go gently beautiful one go with love and i will see you in the next episode bye for now thank you for listening to the weaving the wild podcast i'm walking my path here on jaja country and i acknowledge the judge elders past and present